Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion 9. Alright everybody, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoop. And Johnson. Guido, in the words of at Campbell and then enough numbers to make the constant pie blush. I don't know what's up with this Twitter handle. It was an embarrassing day to be a mountaineer wherever you may be. Yeah, it was not pretty. WVU drops one in Ames, 31 to 14. Just want to go on the record. Johnson, what uh, what did I pick the final score to be? You picked the final score of Iowa State, 31 Mountaineers seventeen. I couldn't get I couldn't get a field goal you there at the end. Get, Just, yeah, you I almost get it. you a Casey Lake field goal would have put you uh would have put me in. Yeah. I mean uh we WVU did what WVU does, folks, which is uh continues to play subpar football for a coach. And I, I think Scooty, the biggest thing to come out of this, I've read it in a couple articles. Our buddy Jake Lance put it in his. There have been other people who've put it in their articles. The the sideline, the, the 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 fellas, the lads, if you will, if you're Bill Stewart, uh, they did not have energy yesterday. They did not look like they wanted to be there. They didn't want to play that game. Neil Brown let them sleep in an extra hour in Ames, and uh, that didn't seem to help at all. I mean, it was it was not great, Scoot. The juice has been turned loose. The juice has been turned what off. What happened to the, the juice- old juice squad, Scoot? Uh, I think it left with Al Pogue when it went back to Troy. I here's here's what I think, and I don't know. I'll, I'll throw some conspiracies out there. I think that after the Texas Tech game, which went poorly for us, correct. I think that's an understatement. Neil Brown took back over control of the offense. Well, uh, I want to interject there, Scoot, because you. We're on to something. Guido and I never want to give you too much credit for being on to something because we know it costs us. But last week on the show, you said something to the effect, you know, you were saying, and actually it was before last week. It was, it was during that Texas Tech game afterwards when we did our show after that game. You said, you know, that game looked like Neil Brown kind of looked at, at Graham Harrell and said, hey, I, I know you like to, to do your thing, but – let, let me interest you in some of my greatest hits. Remember let me show you, you what that? I did back in Troy. Let me show you what worked in Troy. <laughs> right, and then we had like a, what, Remember like that a, one time I was playing Louisiana, Lafayette? <laughs> let me show you what worked there. Hey, what's it going to take to get you into this bubble screen? Remember, we had that discussion. And we at the time, we laughed at that because, man, it did look like that. Like, it totally looked like that. But that didn't totally compute with us, I think. I mean, why would that be the case? This game, once again, totally, I mean, there could be skewed. How could there be anything less air raidy about what we watched in Ames? Let me spin this even worse, right? So JT Daniels hasn't looked himself lately, right? So people are wondering, is he he hurt? Is he injured? So you're right to talk on Twitter. People are openly wondering, maybe he's injured. Like, that's how how different he looks. Here's a thought. Throw this out there. He's a kid. I mean, he's, I don't know what he is, 22 probably at this point, 23 maybe even. So is he, is his struggle the byproduct of maybe the discord that could be there, right? 
Like maybe Between coaches, right? Maybe he's a Graham Harrell guy because he—that's probably the reason why he's there. But right. he knows that Neil Brown's thrown in a bunch of these crap plays that Neil Brown likes to to run, and he's struggling. Like he wants me to throw this stupid bubble screen. He wants me to throw this dumb slant again. Like, all right, let me show you how this isn't going to work. Let me go off on this whole idea, though, of who's calling the plays, though. Because we said, when we watched the pit game, uh, when we when we we lost to, to Kansas, but that was a game, right? Yeah. The offense looked amazing in those games. Yeah. There was a lot of there was a lot of air raid. There was a lot of stuff happening. And we talked about I can remember talking with you guys about like, hey, the defense is terrible, but at least the offense is exciting to watch, right? And well, uh, and we and agreed all- Guido too that we were like JT Daniels is also the guy. Like he looks super legit, arm talent, you know. Right putting it into space and on the whole nine. And so it seems like, you know, this Texas tech game happened. Uh, everybody had, it was, it was horrific. Right. And now it's like the offense has completely changed. And is that, is that, you know, and this is where I go back to cons- Scooty's conspiracy theories. Like, is that because Neil Brown's making the plays, calling the plays now, making the, making, you know, Graham Harrell or whoever run the bubble screen. Is that because, uh, people have figured Graham Harrell's offense or JT Daniels out the defenses. I don't know, but something's definitely different than it was a month and a half ago. It's it's kind of funny. I I think some of my conspiracy may be true. What also is kind of funny is I feel like that last drive of the game when they went with Garrett Green. It was probably like Neil Brown saying, uh, go ahead, Graham, you call this last series. Because all of a sudden we're throwing the ball down the field. We're you know moving the ball. We, you know, stacked up a couple of first downs. Like, is that something that happened? I don't know. And it was crazy because in the first and that second half there, we only had three total yards offensively. We only had three total yards before that series with Garrett Green yeah, in and, the second half. And don't you just continue to feel like Scoot, I just feel sorry for Garrett Green because he always like even in that look, I, I know it's mop up time, but I think uh I think our buddy Jake over at Smoking Musket, he had tweeted something at the time like what I just saw in that series with Garrett Green was way more exciting than anything else I've seen this whole game. And I was sitting there watching the game thinking, yes, I, I totally agree with that. And isn't it I I say I feel sorry for Garrett because no matter what the situation, he comes in with energy. I feel like when he gets in the huddle, he sort of energizes everyone. Like I can see him in the huddle, like, look, I know this is garbage time, but screw it. Let's go down here and put seven on the board and at least show that we can still put a drive together. And that's what they do. It just, I don't know. I feel sorry for the He's kid. got an edge to him. And, and you saw in that last drive, kind of what we saw in that Oklahoma game last year where, yeah, right. You know, like he's mixing the run. He, he was kind of tough to, to deal with. Like he's a good quarterback. And even there was even a scene where he ran over to the sideline to get the play or something from Neil Brown. And Neil Brown kind of gave him like a shove to the shoulder and threw him back on the feet. Like, like he was almost like ticked that he, I don't know, that he did something positive. Cloney said that we were getting too excited and we were, uh, we were spiraling into a grass is green or spiral 
And I wah, thought, wah. I, I, I don't know. Come on, that's but yeah, it's, it's Clody. I, I, I think I think it was I think it was mop up. I think time. it was mop up I mean, time. I, you know. But I do feel like at this point, if JT Daniels has, uh, scoot look. My guy had a case of the floats my goats again this game, right? I mean, uh, he just didn't, he doesn't look like himself. Like Guido said, he doesn't look like the guy we watched in the first two or three games. I don't know what it is. I hope he's not hurt. You know, that listen, we that even would, got stories that he's a weird guy and then he wears pajama pants all we around did, we campus. We did get a pajama pants story. Yes. I feel like you made a, like a ink pen sharpie note about pajama I did. pants. I, I circled that one. On the transcript, <laughs> I was like, what the heck is this all about? Like, we don't hear these kind of stories. Usually we get the, uh, he's been to five different colleges and he's from California and he's, he's been to five, but, but Guido, if we don't get, if we don't get BFW making a huge adjustment on a terribly underthrown ball, we don't even get that seven on the board. Right. You know, we're talking about Garrett Green getting this touchdown in mop up time. If if we don't even if if we don't have him make an adjustment on a really like look, it was a bad well, ball. And the defender like didn't hit the brakes. Like he should have hit the brakes. Exa- he right, just kept, exactly. He kept yeah. falling. I mean, that's I mean, come on, that's how bad it was. Well, and I think it was interesting that after the game on Twitter, and as you guys know, we're huge on following WVU Twitter world. I thought it was interesting, uh Wolfman. You know, who works for the university, right? He does broadcast stuff for WVU, posts a tweet with like a Excel spreadsheet, which had to make you very yeah, excited. It spoke Johnson. to me. Like it literally grabbed my attention and spoke to me. But it was basically comparing JT Daniels' first eight games and Jarrett Daigie's first eight games of last season. Scoot, and Scoot, you may know him as the prolific Jarrett yes. Daigie. Pay attention yes. here. And listen, they're almost. Identical, almost identical. Johnson. Yeah, almost like honestly, almost identical. I mean, even to the fact that uh, I think that it was Jarrett Dagey has uh, or had a hundred more yards passing than JT Daniels. So what does that right means now. is JT Daniels is prolific. I believe. I think that's what we're led to believe here, Scoot. I think that uh, Jarrett Dagey had. I think uh, Wolfman noted he had less attempts as well, so it's not a good scoot. It doesn't paint a good a good picture. It doesn't. Well, this this era of WVU football. What's sad for for me to think about is a lot of the younger fans. Like, you know, you, you look at elementary school age kids, kids that, you know, when you guys became fans, this yeah. is what they've got to look at when, you know, when it they're kind of of those formative years. I we've been seeing now recently some of the former players start to enter their opinions on Twitter. Um, and it's interesting to me, like. People get excited about some of the defensive players we've had here recently. Bruce Irvin, he tweeted about how he would have had, uh, what, a double the amount of sacks? That- <laughs> yeah, so, well, the context, right. So the context for that was they noted that Dante Stills, I think WVU Football tweeted out that Dante Stills now is tied with Bruce Irvin all time in sacks. With 22 and a half, and Bruce was quick to note that he only played, I think, two seasons where I think yes. Dante may be on his fifth. fifth. You know? yeah. So, 
I mean, look, it what I mean, so that felt a bit salty for Bruce, but he does make a point. I mean, he does make he would have been essentially mean Joe Green. Well, and then we you and I, you and I've talked a little bit. You're one of your favorite players of all time is Carl Joseph. Oh man, come on. And I look at our defense and I I don't see anybody that resembles a Carl Joseph out there. No, and I don't think, you know, a I lot don't of see people that resembles a David Long. Well, a lot of people are giving so there's a there's a pretty healthy argument even this evening as we were getting ready to uh, to hop on here and and record. There's a pretty healthy conversation going on right now about Jordan Leslie and people saying, you know, like, look, the argument being essentially you can't suddenly want to fire Jordan Leslie when he's given you, I think the tweet said incredible defensive seasons up to this point. And I just don't, I don't know where that's coming from. Like I I know he had a really strong 2020. I I would argue that was a weird season. We didn't even play Oklahoma that season, but I, you know, I'm not saying it's bad, but, but was there somebody else on the staff at that point that, you know, maybe, maybe? Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know that I would go as far. And and I also don't understand, and we, we don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but I don't understand how he gets a get out of jail. So people say, look, he's been decimated by the portal. Yes, he has. And I would hold that against him. Like, right. I don't know how he gets a, a get out of jail free card. For he might not- be the reason for that. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. 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 That's right. what I don't understand. Is he's he been seems- decimated by the portal. Well, that's because he's driven every good player off. <laughs> right. I don't understand how he doesn't take responsibility for managing that. Yeah, I, that's weird. So anyways, guy, we guys, we go into Ames. We we. Get get it handed to us. I mean, again, another situation. Defense at, at the end of the day, the offense looked so bad that it made the defense look better, but the defense still looked <laughs> right, bad. Right. Like that was my problem with all the everybody. Well, the defense, you know, Coach Brown in the post game, he's like the defense hung in there. They really showed up today, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, Iowa State's been averaging 62 rushing yards a game, and they had 172 against us. Yeah. Yet another team that we give up. You know, this time it was only 319 yards and not not 40 points. I mean kudos guys we still lost the game well Um, and rush defense is supposed to be our stronger thing like that was supposed to be kind of our bread and butter this year we figured we'd give up some some passing yards i just think that it's you know it's we don't have to get into it because we've been saying the same thing for weeks and there's no reason to say the same thing again you know the team the team is not there anymore right like they're not i i can't imagine these players are excited to show up to practice excited to show up to these games there's not there's the energy is gone. Like the, the juice is empty. The, nobody went to the grocery store and gotten new juice. The juice is like, you know, Scoot left the empty carton in the fridge. Scoot, would you say, Scoot, would you say the milk's gone bad? Milk has gone bad. It is bad. <laughs> the milk it's, has gone. Listen, bad. it is so dire. We are so dire for a change to happen. Uh, I will say this again. I was an early adopter of not trusting any climbs. Right. You were a climb denier. Like year two, I was thinking, you know what? This climb is garbage. (laughs) You were a climb denier from way back. This is a gimmick. He's buying himself time because he's not sure what he's doing. And he's run out of time. So let's talk about that, right? So 
obviously another loss. WVU continuing to struggle. The the chirping has continued to increase online and in news articles. Will Neil Brown be fired? You know, it, we record this show on Sunday evenings. I can tell you that right now, Johnson and myself are on tw- like my tweet deck is reloading every second for it to see if it pops up. I personally think that if they didn't do it, if they don't do it by end of night Sunday, it's not happening this week, right? So, I don't know that that's true. You think? I think. I think it is I, true. Here's the thing: you got there's several things going on, right? So the the women's soccer team was in the Big Twelve championship, right? Right. There's a very good chance that Shane Lyons is at that soccer game, or you know, went to that soccer game. He's logistically probably not able to have a face-to-face meeting with Neil Brown to say, hey, Neil, thanks, but no thanks. So there's some things that at play here that give us a little bit of like, okay, I for me, it's got to be by Tuesday, by, by the press conference. Do you think, gentlemen, that there's even more at play here than Scoot? Do you think there's more than just the head coaching job? that may be changed this week if a change is to be made meaning that you are are you are you saying that Shane Lines' neck is out there I, too I'm asking the question yes I I think it's early to to chop him I think I think Do you Well I think if he doesn't do something very soon I, I you know let's say we lose it again next week let's say he doesn't do anything this week we lose again next week if 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 Neil Brown finishes out those last two games or whatever we have left three games, I don't see it. Uh, I I think Shane well, Lyons but, could be. But in what trouble. more do you need, Scoot? I mean, like so that I I don't disagree with you in terms of like a loss with Oklahoma. But well, don't you think? So my argument would be Shane Lyons has this. He has these cement shoes, unfortunately. I mean, I have nothing against Shane Lyons, but my point being, I'm I'm just asking the question because this extension now becomes the worst of looks, right? This extension that we already thought was bad now becomes just the worst look. Well, I'm going to say something. I agree with Scoot. And I'll say the reason I agree with Scoot is something that Scoot said. And this is like, and I don't like the fact, John, Listen. that this episode is a lot of like, hey, Scoot said yeah, what weeks are you, ago. What are you doing? I say what the people think. <laughs> I say what the people think. I will say, Scoot said weeks ago that he thought if it happened, it would happen when we are no longer officially able to make a bowl game, right? So as of right now, there is a, there, I mean, there's not, but there is mathematically still a chance that we could be bowl eligible, right? We could win. I mean, a five-win team can make a bowl game, and six-win team will definitely get in a bowl game. We can still reach both of those. I almost agree with Scoot that if they lose to Oklahoma next week, and Oklahoma is this stinker of a team this year. Like, if there was ever a year we were going to beat Oklahoma in Morgantown, it would be this year. And if we lose to Oklahoma <laughs> next week, I think that and I think we're seven and a half winning. point underdogs. Dogs. We're seven. Yeah. We're, on set, we're eight. Eight or seven and a half, depending on where you. So look. you're yeah. telling me that Scoot is leveraging math to make his argument. <laughs> that's what you're telling that me. That is that is fright. That is a frightening Scoot, thought. But yes, you're that's leveraging what I'm math. The math don't lie. <laughs> 
the math don't lie. <laughs> well, I but I, I mean, I, I would don't... you agree, Scoot? Like, would you would you agree with well, that statement? I think, that, like, yeah. that, so that bowl eligibility is a big part of it. If he's still coaching, if we get to the point where it is mathematically impossible for us to reach a bowl game, then I think he's he's toast. Well, Scoot, then, guess, then he's got no reason not to. Scoot, guess what he would have to do to get to six wins? Oh, he's going to have to win out, right? Yeah, how many? Uh, what are in we, a, we're in at a row. Three. How, how three. many in a row? And that ain't happening. It ain't happening. We don't <laughs> do that. He what don't do history that. Talk? We do that. What does we do that. Scoot? He don't do that. <laughs> you, you, almost, you almost stumped Scoot with the math. I'm leaning into too. the math now. <laughs> like, that's what yeah. I'm doing. Back off the math. Like, math. Listen, <laughs> math only works for me when I say the things. Don't make well, me history, apply it. History has shown us that that doesn't happen, right? I just think that I, I'm not ready to say. I think Shane Lyons... Uh, I think the university will still give Shane Lyons an opportunity here well, to correct his wrongs. I, I guess I'll put it that way. Right. I th- so you have. So I think the the university, the board of trustees, the uh, the president, they're going to look at yes, this football is a thorn in their side, but in general, athletics is is okay, right? Um, right. They're in they're in a strong conference. That's financially stable. Um, basketball had a bad year last year. The hope, but they've got a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, the hope is that they're better this year. Baseball's done very well here in recent past. Soccer's doing well, both men and women's. Rifle's still doing well. So the other yeah, sports are no, doing I, well. I don't disagree with any of that, Scoot. I guess I'm just making the art. And I'm not saying I'm I'm personally making this argument, but couldn't you see the argument be made from above? Oh, saying, people want his head. Hey, look, people you, are ready. Hey, for... hey, bub, you just cost us 18 mil from yes. the athletic budget that we didn't really have to commit to, but you committed us to. That To me, that's just... Right becomes a terrible look but don't i i guess the other thing and i i i'm i'm not really disagreeing i'm just being devil's argument you know being devil's advocate here if you if getting smoked destroyed dominated by a winless zero and five in conference iowa state team to make you the last place team in conference does not do it i mean to me losing at home against oklahoma is just an a, a, just a further annoyance. It's not really like to me. What more needs to happen for you to make this decision? Three in a row. You've you've now lost three in a row. You're three and six. Uh, like I said, you just got destroyed by an zero and five in conference Iowa State team. I mean, come on. Well, here's my question: Is you know where what is the advantage? either way for WVU at this point, right? Like the buyout's the buyout. The money's the money, right? So what's the advantage of firing him now or firing him at the end of the season, Scooty? Like why would you do it now? Like I understand the fans are starting to call for it. It makes you feel like you move the program, I guess, or you're you you're you're hearing what people are saying. But like does it help you in the coaches market to 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 get rid of him now? Does it well, cha- what what changes between now doing it now and doing it December 27th? I guess so is my question. I guess if you if you do it now, one you might get uh some people to show up to the last game of the season. Um I so you may get some fan you know, some, some, I guess, what's the word I want? You get, you think you're going to get more support from the fans right. to come to the yes. stadium. More butts in the seats. Right. So financially, it could be to a benefit for you. Um, 
I think it shows again the fan it works to rebuild the trust of the fans because we were trusting a climb that never happened. So now you got to try to rebuild the trust. Right. So I think that there's some of that. Um, from a coaching standpoint, here's what's going to happen. I mean, you're going to run an interim coach. It's going to be somebody probably still on this staff. I've heard a lot of people recently saying it's going to be Jeff Castile, which he's just an analyst. I think it'd be a little weird to weird. toss that yeah, guy yeah, in. I was going to say head. that too. Isn't that a little weird? I mean, I know we obviously I, know the history yeah, of Jeff Castile, right. but it's isn't it weird to look at the guy in an analyst position and say, hey, uh, Coach, he's Hey, yeah, on. I know. Hey, I know you're used to having this guy just share some notes with you during <laughs> meetings, but I would like him to be the voice now of the team. Like right. you'd be like, what the heck? This guy told me like uh, they run five guys on this side. Well, I'm gonna. <laughs> he's gonna be the boss. Well, but Guido, wouldn't you? You didn't ask me, but I'm gonna interject anyway. Don't you think? From a, I think the advantage net, like do it now. Like so, Brett McMurphy uh, tweeted earlier a couple hours ago. Uh, there's now nine head coach openings for 2023. So you've got Arizona State, Auburn, Charlotte, Colorado. You know the list goes on. To me, the the I guess my argument would be the longer you like, why wait? The longer you wait to get that process started, you know, the, there's only there's only X amount of of available candidates you're going to consider. Some of those are, you know, Auburn's on this list, Georgia Tech, Nebraska, Wisconsin. You South know, it's, Florida now. it's likely people that you are interested in are going to get gobbled up by people on this list. So why that would be my right. argument, Guido, is why continue to wait? What's Put the yourself advantage? in the best position yeah. to get the next coach right. instead of getting whoever is left. Exactly. Yeah, but there're not a lot of te- there I guess I hear you. I guess there's not a lot of coaches, there's not a lot of of guys out there that are making their decision prior to even the end of bowl season, let alone the end of regular season. I mean, I think you'll have some obviously, but there might be some big names. There might be and and we've had this conversation offline. I don't think we've had it on the show, but like who does West Virginia hire? Like I I, I mean, you're not I don't I, I don't know who West Virginia goes after. I hopefully they've learned their lesson. Uh, about going after a head coach that beat a big team once, but played in a, you know, a small. I think it's got to be you know. a guy that is a power five coach. Doesn't have to be a head coach, but could be like a coordinator, somebody that's recruited to that level. But don't you almost think that you're going to want to get a guy who is on a big program that's maybe an offensive or defensive right, coordinator? To, that's what I'm saying. You got to get a guy like that. But so you're not hiring that guy. You're probably not hiring that guy because hopefully he's in a bowl game, right? So you're probably not hiring that guy until maybe late December, early November, or early January. Like I don't know. I just I, I don't, and I I think the 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 fact that we're at the point that I don't I I, I would be I'm at a point where I think I would be shocked, Johnson if Neil Brown was still the head coach come December 1st of this team. Yeah. Shocked. Right. And I agree, but I think I'm also now romanticized by Scoot's decision to use math to justify his, like I'm now one over, <laughs> I think, because at least then you can have a clear line in the sand. Like now we are no longer bowl eligible. Now we are moving on it, you know, in, in earnest. Well, and, and that may be what he's waiting for. I really don't know. You know, like that might be what he, cause he did say we need to continue to make, bowls and wanted yeah, to win more right. games so right hey you know this was a hard hard line here we had that we told you you needed to make a bowl game and you didn't um 
would you be would you be outraged? You said you'd be shocked. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if he is still the coach at December first. I'll be outraged if he's still the coach on January first. Is that how's that? That's I think that's where I'm at on it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I can't imagine he. Uh, let's let's be honest. I mean, we none of us. The, and Scooty's like the one who's that was the most negative Nelly of the three of us. None of us picked this team to finish with only three wins. None of us. No. Did. And we're on that path right now. I mean, well, I, here's the thing: Oklahoma might be the only chance they've got at another win, and I don't feel good about that. They're they're underdogs right now. They're I think the RPI from ESPN was something like forty four percent chance of winning or forty three percent chance of winning. The only thing uh, good that's going to happen to WVU this weekend is I'll be there. <laughs> Scooty will be at the game. Johnson will be at the game. Guido will not. That's the only good thing. That's the only good thing that's going to happen this weekend is that I'll be there. I mean, if anybody's got, if anybody wants to give you their tickets, you will sit in their seats for them. <laughs> scoot, uh, scoot over under on number of West Virginia dogs you eat from the concession stand mm. Saturday. <sighs> and do they when contain you say West coleslaw? Virginia dog? Do they contain I'm, coleslaw? Yeah, no, there's no way. No, listen, listen, folks. <laughs> I live in West Virginia, but I do not, I do not eat the dog with the sauce and the all slaw right. and all that jazz. That's not how I'm. That's not how I was raised. So, a mod- how many modified West Virginia dogs do you go after Saturday? Ooh. Over under. I'm gonna go with two and a half. I well, I'm gonna say under. I'm saying under the two and a half. Under okay, all right. He's watching his. He's watching. Yeah, his what's figure. up with that? He's gonna well, watch his I, figure. Listen, I can't have more than two hot dogs and then two or three pretzels. Oh, I see. I didn't realize you I were gonna see, call yeah. an audible and go soft pretzels on us, but okay, that's fine. So uh, as we record, Neil Brown's still the head coach, guys. Uh, we face Oklahoma on Saturday. Uh, right now, the spread in that game, I think we just said it. Most places have it at seven and a half. Some places have it at eight. The over-under at almost everywhere is 65 and a half points for that game. Uh, I I mean, I'm tired of picking these games because I'm picking, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even remember what I picked. I'm sure I picked a loss for Oklahoma at the beginning of the season. I'll continue to pick a loss. Here's I the just, thing: like you can't does, even do it now because what was a good thing for us is no longer a good thing for us. So you don't like you would have been able to say, "Oh, we'll probably put up 35 points." We can't do that. So what is good? I don't even know. Like I don't even know what I, numbers to like. Is JT Daniels gonna throw like he is? would rather be in a dentist chair is which is what it's been like i mean and he doesn't have he he's uh he's not a very like outwardly excited excitable guy to begin with like like, i mean i don't want to be too critical of the guy but he does not come across like uh a, a vocal leader Right, so yeah, he's, he's not. Well, he's not Garrett Green, and that, I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I'm just saying that he's not Garrett no, Green in the fact like that he's, he's not like p- pumped up and pushing the guys, telling right? guys like where to go and pointing things out and stuff. He just seems to be kind right. of he's methodical. Cool, he's calm. Right. He's collective. Yeah, but, right. But right. tell me, tell me, Guido, how to reconcile. So before we pick this Oklahoma game, because I know that's where you're heading. What I cannot reconcile. Tell me how to reconcile these. Uh, 
Texas, Texas Tech, now Iowa State road games where we don't even look like we go to these road games like we just found a group of people to put together on a roster and handed them jerseys like they've never played together before. Reconcile that with you beat Baylor at home. Right. You came back and played toe to toe with TCU somehow. Like what, what is it not the weirdest thing to look like I get, look, going on the road is tough. We talk about that in basketball too. I it, It's tough, especially when you're in this situation. We are, travel is weird. You're crossing time zones. Like I get it. But how could the chasm be that far apart between I go to an away game you know, we looked lost in Austin. We put some cosmetic points on the board late. We got destroyed at Texas Tech in Lubbock. And before Garrett Green tacks on seven in this Iowa State game, we get destroyed again in this away game in Ames. I, I think the it's weird, but I actually think this ends up, they get a bit of their mojo back, Scoot, just simply because they're at Milan Pushkar Stadium. I'm not saying they win, but... I don't think it's as, you know, it's not seven points. Uh, JT Daniels throws for 82 yards or whatever. I think, I think there's more there. I, I don't really understand why, but I think there's more there. I, th- I think they perform a lot better at home. I, I guess Johnson, what I'll say to you is, is that I think that the TCU game was an outlier. Like if you look back at it, the TCU game's pretty much an outlier in this, in the last handful of games in the sense that, I think TCU came into that game and we we and you know we've said it before we thought TCU thought it was a trap game right TCU thought that they were coming into a game that they didn't have to show up the, you know they could have played you know with their eyes closed and beat WVU and I think that was TCU's mistake right defense did look a little bit better uh you know offense didn't look as bad as they look some other times I think after the Texas Tech game, TCU was like, "Oh, this is going to be a breeze. We don't, we ain't got to do anything. Like we're just going to like walk into the stadium and they'll give us touchdowns." Uh, I think that that didn't happen, and that's why that game is sort of an outlier. Outside of that, I mean, the, the Baylor game, we put up a ton of points, but since then we've changed our offense. Uh, we but we give up a million points. I mean, Oklahoma is scoring more than Iowa State is scoring. I mean, Oklahoma's lost uh, games, but they put thirty-five up on Baylor. They, uh, you know, they put what forty something up on Kansas when they are when they are fifty something up on Kansas when they beat them. Yeah, right. But here, but here's the thing. This is where this is where I think the problem is with WVU and at the point of the season that we're at. And and everybody's talked about Neil Brown and how great of a recruiter he is, and I think he's recruited some interesting guys. And there's been you know whatever. I, there's no depth on this team, and that's what's happened this year, right? Like people have gotten hurt. You had. The whole secondary decided to transfer. You know, the one guy that was decent playing for you in the secondary, Woods, he gets hurt, right? And he hasn't had a season practically because of injury. I think that there's no depth to this team. And now you're, you're, you know, you're in the dog days of, of your season and there's nobody to play. And, you know, we talk about friend of the show, Mark Rucker, walk on, right? Those guys, the you know, those guys like Mark Rocker who are walk-ons, they never travel. They, I mean, it takes a lot for those guys to get to travel. He traveled this week to Iowa. He didn't get to see the field, but he traveled this week because of injury and depth issues, right? There's not enough guys. 
And I think it's really going to rear its ugly head because uh, as bad as Oklahoma has had it this year, they are putting yards up. They are scoring points. Scooty, this game, this Oklahoma game that you boys get to go to and I can't, is going to be the first time WVU gives up 50 points this Ooh, year. Ooh, spicy. So be- you're calling it a 50, a 50 bomb. Yeah. I think it's going to be uh, – I'll, I'll, I'll go – I'll go 55 to WVU scoring 21. And 14 of those will be, you know, something at the end of the third or sometime in the fourth quarter. Like, that's how I, 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 this team is gone. And I think between how bad things are, I think how bad the press is going to be this week, especially if they don't fire Neil Brown, because all they're going to talk about is firing Neil Brown. The the team's lost, he's lost the team. The guy, you know. Well, you got to think those guys have got to be thinking exit strategies. Right. Co- They're coaching not thinking staff about the game. and players. Yeah, sure. Right? So the assistants have got to be thinking, oh, crap. It's Because if Neil goes, they're gone. So they've got to be thinking, okay, who can I reach out to? Right. And I know they're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. But, you've, I mean, it's your livelihood. So you've got to be thinking that in the back of your head. I agree. I, I just – I don't see this as being good. So, yeah, I'll go 55-21. Oklahoma this week. Scooty, what are you thinking? Uh, that's a good question because uh, I don't feel either team is very good. Um, Oklahoma will beat us. I'm going to give them 45 points, and I feel we score 20. 45 to 20. So you're keeping it under 50. I th- yeah, I don't think it's going to be 50. That's, that's interesting. I mean, because I, I think we'll get a turnover. I, I still... That's why. One turnover. Dylan Gabriel Johnson, who is the quarterback. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. For Oklahoma. Uh, is well, He's back now, right? Yeah. And he's fourth in the Big 12 right now in uh, average yards a game. Uh, he is third in efficiency, passing efficiency. I will say that uh, uh, Dylan Gabriel's stats and JT Daniels' stats don't look that different, with the exception of the fact that JT Daniels this season has thrown eight interceptions and Gabriel has only thrown thrown four uh, interceptions. So I don't know, Johnson. What do you think the score is going to be? This yeah, week? I don't know. I, I'm going to stick to my gut feeling that they they perform a little bit better. I'm not saying they perform great. Hopefully Scoot and I have something to watch. Uh, I think Oklahoma still wins, but I'm going to go 30, Oklahoma 37, uh, Mountaineers 27. We may have something to watch if they bring that, uh, what's that, uh, the the Red Panda, or what, is, what do they do at the basketball games oh, with yeah, the lady? With the, oh, yeah. yeah. She's going to be out there can spinning we, right, the plates. Yeah, can we get the Red Panda at halftime? Well, let me ask you guys a question. So, Guido, you went with 21 points out of the offense. Scoot, you said 20. Uh, I'm going with 27. How many of those points do you think come with Garrett Green in the game. Ooh. Ooh. Do so so a, I, I'm making uh, the assumption, do you agree that Garrett Green makes an appearance? And if so, how many of those points are with him leading the squad? Well, I think for me, seven. I think he's a touchdown, at least. That's a good question. I uh I might actually go more than that. Really? I'm gonna go I think he is going to be involved somehow in 14 of my of your 21. Points. Wow. And and I'm wondering if one of them will be Garrett Green catching or running for a touchdown. 
I, I, Which you seems know. like they've been trying to force into the repertoire lately. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Johnson? Well, I so I brought it up because I think of my 27, I'm going to give Garrett 10 of those from the quarterback position. Oh, he's going to kick, kick one? Court. Is that what you're saying? He's going to kick, kick no, three points? No, I mean, points? He, his, <laughs> while he's leading the squad... Oh, while you he's know, they're going to get ten oh, points like with him. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I don't think Casey like needs any help. But I, I think I, I'm saying that with him manning the the QB position, though, he'll be responsible. It would be a Neil for, Brown thing. We're trying to find ways to get Garrett Green involved. <laughs> Casey Leg so like tosses him the ball, and he like you know rugby's. We it didn't in like the way Gross House was doing the kickoffs, so we thought we'd give Garrett a run. <laughs> I will tell you, if, if there is any high this year for WVU, it is the kicking game. I mean, the kicking game has been on point he, this year. Oliver had uh, one dud of a, of a punt, if I recall. It was like he did have one well, dud, but he had a busy dud. But he also had one that was 65, too. So, you know, he had a couple well, of good ones. Some, tired. some questionable uh, return decisions by those Iowa State returners as well. But so There Ollie was some went, Bronx cheers. <laughs> Ollie went for, what, 10 punts in that game Saturday, I think? I yeah, I mean we. It, what, he I mean busy. he was on pace. Yeah, he was on pace for uh, at one point. I think Scooty 12. was doing the math. He was on twelve. He was on pace for like twelve <laughs> to fourteen punts. Uh, it was it was it was rough, boys. Well, we'll see what happens. Hey, some other WVU uh, football stuff, and I want to get you guys' opinion on this. Uh, Traylon Ray, com- four star wide receiver, uh, commits to WVU. Um, WVU's recruiting class for next year is already ranked 26 nationally, Scoot. But we're all sitting here talking about how the coach needs to be. Well, here's the thing. Scoot, can I say one thing before you give your opinion? Because let me spice it up. Because Guido's leading the witness a bit, which I love, because I want to jump in on this too. Because there was a whole Twitter thing after this commitment came back of all these people say, you know, all these Twitter scoffers. So I'm going to call them the scoffers, WVU Twitter scoffers coming out tweeting. And these guys want Neil Brown to be fired. And I was like, look, like we're all happy about this wide receiver commitment. There's no doubt, right? Like, look, let's not, let's not water that down. But I think in the stack of things on on the worry list right now, I'm not worried about guys that aren't here yet. He can't coach the guys that are here. So when they get here, there's not much going to be coming from them. Right? That's the concern is that, great, you got them here. Now can you coach them? The answer appears to be no. To be so why? That just made me so, I don't know, that made me laugh so hard, Guido, because people were like, and there's people out here that want Neil Brown fired. <laughs> like, well, like, I was like, what are and, we doing here? And that's to say that another coach couldn't bring in better talent <laughs> or or more exciting talent. Well, and we, like, like, to be honest listen, with you, think- it's probably Tony Washington, the wide receivers coach, that's Who's standing right. off to the side like, oh, by the way, I did a I'm little work one, on right. this too. <laughs> like, right. hello. How about, like, let's say, no, of course, it's a pipe dream. So we've got this 26th rated class or whatever. Yes. Let's just say for some reason, and I'm not sure why, Coach Prime was hired as oh my gosh let's Scooby. just say yeah, listen you want coach prime so oh, I bad. Would love coach prime so if we got coach prime you don't think we'd have recruits 
Oh, of course. Our voices. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. Of course so we these would. Twitter people I, need to re- like just because we don't have Neil Brown, I don't like listen. He's not winning games. But remember how a couple shows ago, it's, Guido, we talked about like, don't congratulate the guy for stuff that he's supposed to do. Now, look, I, I get this as a four star. That's not an everyday occurrence. But my point is you you would expect them to be bringing talent in like the the house can't be burning. But then up, you're staring out the front door like, well, the lawn looks great. You know, like you can't like, like that's coming right. along. Well, I mean, like you would expect. <laughs> that's a good analogy. That's a very good analogy. <laughs> As part of a healthy, successful program, you would you would just be expecting them to be Listen, bringing recruits in, right? I mean, to those Twitter scoffers, they did. They my, were scoffing, Scoot. <laughs> my question to them would be: Can Traylon Ray win three games in a row? Because <laughs> if he can, then we I, then I'm all excited about it. If if he cannot win three games in a row for us, then I'm not that big. Like it's nothing to us right now. Well, and to your point, like let's, how about we worry about what's here, the here and now we have plenty of here and now. Like that's great. And I'm going to also say this. It's a miracle that this kid wanted to come to us. Cause right now, if you watched our games, Hey, you're going to bubble screen. You (laughs) great. (laughs) Listen, are you comfortable running five yards, turning and then catching? Okay, good. We'll take you like, come on. (laughs) This kid runs a beautiful bubble screen. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, it's, Are you comfortable doing all the true. work? Because the quarterback's not going to throw you open. That, but I mean that that is very that is very and like how do you if you're if you're a recruit right now how do you watch especially offensively how do you watch this team over the la- over these last games and be like even understand what the offense is? Well, right? and Scoot, we saw uh, who was it that you pointed out that's been showing off all his Arkansas uh, gear? Justin Benton. Yeah. So He's I a mean, commit to WVU, but here lately he has been hot and heavy with the Arkansas staff and yeah, showing his stuff. So I'm right. I'm willing to his bet that there are going to be several that are going to flip. But again, once we do get a new coach in, some of those the kids that have committed to that guy or whoever that person is, they're probably going to flip to us. That's just the nature of the game, and with the way the portal is, hey. Like maybe we should start winning some of those battles in the portal. We don't right now. We lose them. So if we get a new coach in, maybe things go our way. Maybe all of a sudden, instead of getting guys from uh, middle of nowhere community college, we start getting guys that are Division One, Power Five transfers. Yeah, but I mean, you know as well as I do, Scooty. Like sometimes it's. I mean, it is about the player, right? It is about how good they are and what they could do. But sometimes it's about being able to put the right guys together sure. to, you know, make the right, to make the right sauce. You know what I mean? Uh, just don't put it on your hot dog. But like, you know, I think that's the the part that is missing right now is, is between what's happened with the defense. You say we got the wrong chef. I'm just saying that like in your mind, Scooty, they're putting way too much like slaw on the hot dog right now. Right. So it's like, they got to figure out that, that, what to do. Whatever they're doing, it's giving me heartburn. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting because, you know, as we're doing the show here, I look over and trending right now on Twitter is Shane Lyons. Like, just Shane Lyons is trending on Twitter right <laughs> See, now. Okay. All right. Solid. And, like, half of the, half of the, half of the tweets about it are, one, you know, when's Shane Lyons going to talk about the football coach situation? And, two, why hasn't Shane Lyons tweeted to congratulate the women's soccer team for being Big 12 and champs for three, five of the last 12 the years? the rest of the free world is wondering – who the hell is Shane Lyons? Who's Shane Lyons? 
I, it's just, it, because I, you unless know. you're a WPU person, nobody knows who Shane Lyons is. Let's be honest. Like, I think that we're just going to go. I think it's going to be an interesting couple weeks, fellas. I do. I really think it's going to be an interesting couple weeks to talk about WVU. I've already said this. We're recording Sunday night. The show gets released late Sunday. Uh, you know, it could be tomorrow. You're listening to it and the guy's been fired. We'll try to have an emergency podcast midweek, maybe. Well, and Guida, remember, we had a run there where you could almost be assured news would break Monday morning. Remember, remember oh, yeah. that we'd we'd finish the pot. Yes, exactly. We'd finish the so podcast. It would be very break. apropos if that were oh, that We're doing this for, for you. Sure. We're doing this. Yes, we're doing this for the WVU fans. So, a couple of other things just to wrap up. WVU uh, does does play basketball still. Did yeah, you guys know that? I heard did that. You know that yeah, I've heard team? that. They they play basketball. They actually start their regular season Monday night, tomorrow night, against Mount St. Mary's. That game's on ESPN Plus in the Coliseum. 7 p.m. is the tip. I don't think you're going to see much from this game. I mean, it'll be interesting. I still think it'll be, you know, rotation central for this team. Uh, but it's at least a start. We Then we move on. And Friday, we, we play in the zoo, Scooty. We go to Pitt, and uh, we play... Uh, them on Friday. That game's on the ACC network, ESPN. So you gotta well, you gotta I, have the ACC network uh, to be able to watch it. Jeff Capel recently, and I don't know, I haven't really followed it too closely, but uh, two of their players are are out for some reason. I don't know if they were injured. I don't know if they were suspended, but um, there are two, I guess, prominent players that are not. Uh, they were out for an in, undetermined amount of time for Pitt. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see if they're back. So, well, and Guido Pitt, uh, this Pitt team ranked. They were chosen 14th out of the 15 ACC teams. In, That's not uh, high in this poll in the 2022 uh, preseason poll. So anyway, I, I don't expect expect a lot out of them. They had a super rough season last year, and I think that looks like people expect that to carry over. So I hope it, Scoot. I hope it carries over Friday night because I'd love to beat those guys. Yeah. And as the season starts, guys, I, I guess one thing that came out that kind of depressed me, and this came from uh, our good friend Josh Witt from uh, Unnecessary. Unnecessary doubt, decisions, unnecessary de- decisions, unnecessary decisions, unreasonable decisions. No, the the unreasonable doubt podcast. Joss Witt, check it out if you haven't already. Uh, Joe Lenardi uh, put out a thing where uh, he he kind of talked about his WVU basketball in a decline. Um, you know, WVU's picked ninth in the Big Twelve this year. WVU has never even come close, come close to having back to back losing seasons under Huggins, um, and. <laughs> And the the best comment with the whole thing was, as Lenardi said, there could be some unpleasant whispering in Morgantown in the comments. Brackets, Joey Brackets needs to stick to brackets and turtlenecks because that's what he does best. (laughs) I mean, it's just interesting because like at this team right now, and we've talked about it last week on the show, is a severe bubble team. Like, they really got to make something happen in order to be in the NCAA. Ken Palm has them, like, in the mid-high 70s, low 80s. Uh, they're picked ninth in the Big 12. They're not ranked. They didn't even get any votes to be ranked right now. So it's, I just think a lot has to happen, Scoot, in order for this team to to, to launch Give it time. Year. Give it time. I, I have some faith. I think we're going to hit our stride once we get Jose – eligible um I, I think we'll be okay i mean i, I, I think we'll be all right I, I hope you're right i mean and on top of that scooty they're trying to make the big 12 harder they're trying to make the big 12 a tougher basketball conference because there's talks of adding 
Gonzaga into the mix in the next couple of years. Well, here's the question. Is it making the Big 12 tougher, or is it making Gonzaga's life a lot tougher? Yeah, well, I mean, someone pointed out if this were to happen, then the Big 12 would have the one through four finishers in the 2020 through 2022 Ken Pomeroy rankings, which I think is just insane. I think the more intriguing thing here, Scoot, is, or at least the bigger question I have, because I have a lot of old Big East anxiety built into my soul, like we, like the three of us do. I'm, I know I'm not the only one. Th- this has led to some additional talks of having basketball-only members in the Big 12. I mean, some of it's only speculation, but a lot of people think if you get, if you ask Gonzaga, you may ask at least one more basketball-only participating member. And I, what, what do you, what Would is you your reaction? Would you be okay if it was Villanova? It, Oh, I would love that, but I would also have the heebie-jeebies a little bit, right? Because then I don't like this, you know, my Big East, my old Big East anxiety comes back where I don't know that I love that makeup of a conference again. I'm okay with basketball-only members. However, I'm not okay if, like, I I don't think this would ever happen, but let's say we have a... Thursday night game at Central Florida, and then we turn around and have a Saturday Spokane afternoon game in Spokane, Washington. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, right. travel. What in the world is that? Well, and I guess the argument would be, uh, you know, a lot of people would be dealing with that basketball. Uh, if you're Central Florida, how thrilled are you to go to Spokane, right. Washington? <laughs> right. Well, I, I don't Does know. That become I, their rival. I think it's interesting. I think it'll be. Um, It'll be interesting to see how the Big 12 plays this. Guido, don't you think it's weird that if you told two years ago us that the Big 12 would not only have a really nice looking uh, newly minted uh, TV contract in their back pocket, but now they're also in a position of seeming strength to go out and shop themselves to maybe some potential new additions to the conference two years ago us would have laughed in your face right i right i think that's interesting i mean don't get me wrong i think gonzaga is would be a a big get for for the the conference i think it would make it very interesting i i don't think if i was gonzaga i'd want to do it though i mean they they play you know san francisco you know university you know, for, yeah, right. They they play. I don't even know these schools that they play. It's like, you know, I uh, I just I, I that's why Gonzaga uh, is you know score you know wins. I'm surprised. Thirty five games a year because they play. Nobody. I'm surprised we're not trying to get and maybe we are. We're just just up and talked about as much. Like, I guess if you're going west, for me, of the schools that are out there, I guess I would try to go after like an Oregon. Yeah, get those pack schools. Yeah, like Oregon's probably got the biggest draw of the ones that are not, but maybe they're trying to go somewhere else. I don't know, but that's what I would do. Well, I think Guido, I I agree with Guido. I think in in Hugs, so a lot of people made, and Scoot, I think that's where your original comment was coming from. So Hugs made uh, a comment that a lot of people took notice of that he thought that would be an awakening for for Gonzaga if they joined the conference. And I think, look, there's no there's no denying Gonzaga is good. They're obviously good. They're extremely good. But they don't have to. I think Hugs' point being, they don't have to deal with that grind all season. You know, you spend 
20 games beating the cra- 18 games beating the crap out of each other through a conference schedule that's much different guido than like you're saying playing the san francisco dons or the you know the gales of saint yeah. mary's or whatever and it's one I mean, thing to travel in the non-conference part of your schedule that's the fall you've got some holidays and stuff so there's a lot of break and stuff it's another thing when you're Gonzaga and you've got to go to Lubbock. Then you've got to turn around and you got to go to Cincinnati. Then you got to turn around and you're going to have to go to uh, uh, well, like you said, TCU Central Florida. I mean, there's Central some Florida huge, huge mileage. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's interesting. We'll see what happens. Well, guys, we should probably wrap it up for the week. Uh, listen, don't forget you can find us online. Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears, and uh, also look for us on our website, GotYourEarsOn.com. Johnson is kind of the hub of everything yeah it is we'll post this show with uh, our show notes if you want to check out the links uh, on the website we'll also put the link to the tune in uh stream right there on the website you can click on that and listen immediately and you can also click through to the got your ears on merch store check out our merch yeah definitely check it out got your ears on dot com listen wvu plays oklahoma on saturday that game's on fox sports one that's a noon kickoff on saturday there's a lot of time between now and Saturday, boys. You might you might get an emergency podcast this week. I mean, you never know what what could happen. I mean, I think we're going to keep an eye on it. Uh, a lot of WVU fans out there keeping an eye on it. We'll see what happens if Neil Brown makes it another week as the head coach for the Mountaineers. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week or sooner with another show. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On. Country Road.